Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I'm so glad that I can spend time with you to study the Bible together. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will teach you guide you and show you what to do in your life of ministry. I really want to encourage you to show your love and your faithfulness to the Lord by serving Him, building His kingdom, telling people the good news, making disciples and building His church. Let us pray and ask the Lord to really speak to us. Father, we thank you so much that you love us, you anoint us, you, Lord, give us grace and spiritual gifts so that we can serve you, Lord. We want to grow spiritually to become more like Jesus Christ. We want to be used by you to be effective servants in the kingdom of God. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I really love the Lord because Jesus loved me first and he died for me. He suffered at the cross for me. That's why after I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart, into my life, I give my life to Him as a living sacrifice, and I want to serve Him. I want to please Him and do His will. I want to be involved in building the kingdom of God. After I got saved, I looked for a church, and I attended a church in Bangkok, Thailand. When I moved from Bangkok to another city, I also looked for a church and also served the Lord there faithfully. After I moved to the U.S., I also found a church and joined that church and served the Lord as well. I used my time, my money, my energy, and my materials to serve the Lord. I tried to discover my gift and use my gift. Why? Because the Lord is our master. But in order to serve the Lord, to build the church, to build a community of believers, we need to understand the Word of God. We need to follow His ways and His principles. In this teaching, I would like to talk about building a community of love and order. Our God is love. And that's why the church or the community of believers that we want to build we want to develop and get involved should be the community of love. Love is one of the most important subjects in the Bible. But our God is not only the loving God, compassionate God. He is the God of order. I would like to encourage all of you to give your life to God as a living sacrifice and serve Him. As servants of God, we should develop the character of God in our lives and express it in our daily life, not just on the church on Sunday, but every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we are His ambassadors or representative, and we want to show His character in society and also to other people. 
We want to embrace His character in our life. And one of the most important characters of God is He is the God of love. And in the life of ministry, we need to walk in love. God is love. He is gracious and merciful. Lately, I become more and more confident that my God shows mercy to all of us, and He is so gracious to all of us. Our God in heaven, the Heavenly Father, who cares for people, He is the Almighty God whom we serve, and we want to become more like Him. We want to have the compassionate heart, merciful heart. We want to love and care for people. We should clothe ourselves with His mercy and compassion. This teaching is to really remind you and encourage you to walk in love. As God's servant, we should have a heart of a godly father, just like the heavenly Father cares for us. He is the Father. He cares for His children. We should embrace His heart into our spirit to have the heart of a father. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 7 to 12, the Apostle Paul wrote about his ministry. And when I read the scriptures, I really can identify myself with Apostle Paul, how he thought and how he felt. Let me read to you. But we were gentle among you, like a mother caring for her little children. We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you had become so dear to us. Surely you remember, brothers, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy righteous and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. I love what the Apostle Paul says here. I can identify myself with him. More than 30 years, I served as a pastor in the church. I worked for two jobs, full-time jobs, two full-time jobs, but I did not take any salary from the church. I gave tithe and offering to God. I did not want to be a burden to anybody. Therefore, I worked hard on my neurosurgical practice, and I worked very hard for the ministry. And I used the income from my neurosurgery practice to build a church. I want to be the giver. I want to really show to people around me that I'm not here for money. I'm here to serve you and serve the Lord. And I know and I know the Holy Spirit on the inside of me work powerfully to have the heart of a good father. I look at people around me as the children of God. And I want the characteristic of the Heavenly Father to reveal through me. I did not only preach the word, but I opened my homes to invite people for dinner. I really spend time with people, visit people, 
and help people. I want to love them not just only by preaching the word, but I use my life, my wife too, and my family to bless people, spend time with people, take people to vacation in Hawaii with us. We bought some gifts and give to them. We live life worthy of God, and we want them to live life worthy of God. And we want to be blameless, holy, and righteous to be good example to our spiritual children. That kind of lifestyle is the lifestyle of divine love or agape love. We are not serving God for personal benefit. We love people. We a good example to people in holiness, righteousness, and blamelessness. We really work hard to help them to get saved and to grow spiritually. That is the lifestyle of the servant of the Lord. And I would like to encourage you to follow this pattern that Paul wrote in this scripture. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 8, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. When we are born again and we really come to know our God more and more, the love of God will grow in our heart and we should serve God out of love, not out of other motives at all. We just love Him and love people. And we want to build a community or the local church that is so full of love. People love one another. The leaders love the members. The members love the leaders. Love should be the trademark of God church, people who walk into your church can really test and see the love of God with their own eyes, with their own life. Love is important in the church. We love one another by encouraging one another, exhorting one another, building each other up, giving to one another, serving one another, praying for one another, forgiving one another helping one another to know God. We want to do everything to benefit other people, not ourselves. We build each other up because we walk in love. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Our God really show compassion to us. He is a God of compassion and He is the God of all comfort. Therefore, we should show compassion to one another. When our brother and sister face difficulties or challenges in their life, we should show compassion by visiting them, praying for them, giving them words of encouragement, trying to help them the best we can. That is a community of love. And we should comfort one another. Believe me, everybody faces some challenges in life, some disappointments, some setbacks. Therefore, we should always show compassion and mercy to one another. We should be full of compassion and also love. And we walk in love and compassion to one another. This teaching is just to inspire you to remember that God's servant, God's people, 
should walk in love and compassion. Romans chapter 13 verse 14 say, Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. This is the way I live. I wake up and I clothe myself with the Lord Jesus Christ, with His presence. I yield to Him. I decrease and He increases. I die to my flesh and I let Christ live in me. The life that I live now, I live for the Lord Jesus Christ who loved me and died for me. I no longer live. I let Jesus live through me. This is the secret. The secret of success and effectiveness in ministry, in building the community of love. That is, you die, you decrease, and Jesus increases in you. You clothe him on yourself. When I give counseling or meet my members or travel on a mission trip to another city, another country, when I step out of the airplane, I clothe myself with the Lord Jesus Christ. I just want to love people. I want to see them healed, delivered, blessed, and being prosperous. I want to be the blessing to them. I want to help them. It's not about myself. It's not about my ministry or my name or the name of New Hope International Church or Varula Haprasit. No, it's for them. I want them to be blessed, touched, and healed by the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just the vessel, and the Lord Jesus is on me. I clothe him on me, and everywhere I go, the Lord Jesus is on me, and he shows up there, and he ministers healing, ministers the truth, deliverance, blessing, and breakthrough for people. I want Jesus to show up. But Jesus is the God of love and mercy and compassion. Everywhere he went while he was on the planet Earth, he showed mercy to people. He cast demons out of people. He healed the sick. He touched the coffin and a dead man was raised from the dead. He showed love to people. When Jairus asked him to go to his home to lay hand on his daughter, he went there because of his mercy. He is a loving and compassionate God. I want to be like Jesus. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 say, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself, again, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. All these qualities of life, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, are the components of divine agape love. We want to have all these characteristics, compassion, kindness, gentleness, humility, and patience. We should be patient to one another. We should be gentle to our brother and sister in the church. The church community should be full of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You see other people better than you. You talk to people kindly, gently. You show compassion to your brothers and sisters. If you can do this to people in the church, to your spouse, to your children and grandchildren, 
I believe the Lord will open heaven and pour His blessing upon your household and upon your church. We need to operate in love. We should serve God in love and compassion. But our God is not just the God of love. He is the God of order. Even though we want to walk in love and we want to build the atmosphere of love in the church, we need to have order in the church or in the ministry. Our God has divine order. There must be divine order in a local church or in a care group or in the community of God. The Bible calls the church the family of God, love. But the Bible also calls the church the army of God, order. We need to have house rules that are biblical. The house rule should not be of the system of the world, but the house rule or the way we run the church, the principle in the church should come from the Bible in order to maintain divine order. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40, let all things be done decently and in order. There is divine order in the kingdom of God. What do I mean? Okay, God created the heavens and the earth. He is the almighty God. He's the king of all kings. He has the highest authority in the heavens, in the universe, and on this earth. And he called us to submit to his authority and his delegated authority. There is a divine order. He has highest authority. He delegates his authority to people in the society or in different institutions, like the government institution, the prime minister or the president, receive the delegated authority from God. In the family, the parents receive delegated authority to look after the children. In the church, the Lord gives delegate authority to the pastor and elders and leaders in the church. Romans chapter 13, verses 1 to 2. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. There is no authority except from God. So when you challenge a person with authority in your institution, in your church, you are challenging God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Very, very clear. The Bible is so clear. All authorities in any institution are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. This is the reason why when King Saul was still the king, David, even though God anointed him to be the next king, he did not touch King Saul or destroy King Saul himself with his own hands. He did not want to touch the authority of King Saul because he did not want to challenge God himself. I want to give you one example. In New Hope International Church, sometimes all believers come to the church with the expectation to be a leader or to teach or use authority to grab the microphone. Yeah, I've been a Christian for 20 years. I walk into the church. Pastor Lau need to recognize my Bible knowledge. I have been a Christian for a long time. I used to be 
elder of another church, I walk in here, he should give me the microphone, he should give me the title. But our church must have a house rule in this regard. This is what I have done as a pastor, senior pastor of the church, because I learned from the Bible that we give authority to people who God appoints. If God doesn't appoint them, I don't give authority to them. Not only that, they need to pass the test and prove their faithfulness. God wants to test our life whether we are faithful and whether we are really reliable or not in the kingdom. Believers cannot have any influential spiritual activities if they are not committed members. Therefore, people who join New Hope need to be a member first before I will give them influential activities such as preaching, teaching, or leading the group. I selected members who have a good, honest heart to join my discipleship group. In these regular meetings of discipleship, they will learn about the vision of the church, the core value, what we believe, and also the right biblical doctrines. They need to show that they submit to my authority because I'm a senior pastor. I myself submit to the Lord Jesus Christ and God expect His servants in His church to submit to their pastor. In New Hope, that is me. They need to submit to me. After they prove their life of commitment, faithfulness, being teachable and available, they need to pass the test, the test of commitment, faithfulness, availability, and being teachable. I may, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, appoint them to be an elder or leader of different ministry of different care groups. They can teach, they can give spiritual care to other members. But they need to be a member. They need to be committed. They need to pass the test. And they need to learn what we believe in the church. This is called order, divide order. They submit to me and I submit to God. God appointed me to be senior pastor of New Hope International Church. I don't appoint members on the basis of their head knowledge, their diploma on the wall from any Bible school, even their past experience, but on the basis of their character and their heart's condition. They need to pass the test and show their character to me first. This is the house rule that come from the Bible. Apostle Paul talked about this. Elders and deacons must pass the test, must have a good life, holy life, blameless, have good family. There are so many, many scriptures in the Bible talking about order in the church. There must be biblical house rule in a local church so that there will not be any confusion and that the devil has no foothold in the midst of the church. There should be clear departments of ministries and clear communication among the servants of God in each ministry. We can use line, we can use text message, group text message, or email. Communication will help us to live together in love and in order. Have a clear department, the department of Sunday school or the kids program, pastoral department, evangelism department, children department, worship department, ushering, welcoming department, administrative department, financial department, 
When the church is still small, one person may serve God in different departments, many departments. But as the church grow bigger, we train people to serve God, and people start to serve in different departments. This group of members serve in the media department. Another group serve in the sound department. Or another group serve in the kitchen department or snack department. So we work as a team with the head of each department to run. Like in New Hope, we have snack ministry on Sunday that we give good food, snack to our guests and our members with some soft drink. So we divided into four groups of ministers. Each group, this group minister on Sunday, another group another Sunday, and each group have a leader who organize and run the ministry on that Sunday. Everything must be done in order with clear line of authority. So in conclusion, what I say here is that we must build the community of love and we must build the community that also practice divine order at the same time. Love and order must go hand in hand together so that God's church or his community or his family or his army will be strong, will shine the light of God to the lost and dying world and many people will come to know Jesus Christ and we will give glory to the Lord Jesus Christ and the ministry will be fruitful and successful. Thank you so much. I believe you're going to apply this teaching into your life of ministry, in your local church, in your care group, in your department that you serve in the church. Let us have this godly, biblical attitude, love and order. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. And I would like to ask you to like this teaching and subscribe to New Hope International Church channel. Pastor Dan, I love you and we have the heart desire to see you grow spiritually, to be effective servant of God and you will be fruitful and the blessing of Abraham will come upon you and down to the thousand generations. And when you get to heaven one day, when you meet the Lord Jesus Christ, you will have the crown of glory on your head and also you're going to have a lot of rewards in heaven because you walk according to His Word, you're faithful, you are available, and you're teachable, and you have the heart of commitment, and God can rely on you in this generation. God bless you. Thank you so much. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so
Mr. 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 Mr.